1: The San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the National Football League. We've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks. Even when they lost three in a row, there were two elements missing from their lineup. As soon as those elements came back, they have started to win every single week. Trent Williams left tackle. Debo Samuel, maybe not the best wide receiver, but one of the best players in the league, Trey Wingo joins us now from the thirty-third team and everywhere else. I mean, half-forgotten <laughs> history, Pro Football Network. Uh, you are uh, you are a man about town. Trey Wingo joining us at uh, at Wingo's with a Z on the end of it on Twitter and Threads too. I know you uh, you post a lot on Threads. Good for you. Uh, are the 49ers the best team in the league? Adam, great to be with you. Um, I, I think they are,
0: um, and, and I'm really glad you mentioned what you just said about. Trent Williams and Devo Samuel, because as you know, one of the crosses I bear is that a quarterback wins and losses are not a quarterback stat, yes, right?
1: It's on your Twitter. So,
0: yeah, thank you very much. Or X. By the way, I'll never right. call it X. It'll always be Twitter. Let's right. just be honest about that. So you go look at those. Look at the, If the game against Cleveland, both Trent Williams and Devo Samuel left because of injury, then they missed the next two games. They lost those three games. Yep. When they came back, suddenly they have a four-game winning streak or a three-game winning streak, whatever it is now, and it's lo and behold, it's like wow, you really need a complete team to win games. It's a crazy concept that so many people seem to struggle with.
1: It is. Um, they even struggle with it in college, but maybe that's another uh, conversation for another time because um, it is about teams, not just about one specific player. Uh, does it? So does, does it? Just to extend the forty nine er thing here. It doesn't amaze you because it's human nature now. We have suddenly made Brock Purdy the MVP candidate, whereas if it was going to be anybody from that team, I think it would be Christian McCaffrey, no?
0: Yeah, look, uh, you're right. I I think McCaffrey is extremely valuable. I want to be clear. I'm not discrediting Brock Purdy in any way, shape, or form. I think he's played great, and he's worthy of that conversation. But it does feel like this is a year, finally, where maybe we break the stranglehold of the MVP being the quarterback on the best team with the best stats, right? Mm-hmm. You look at what Christian McCaffrey is doing. He's the first 1,000-yard rusher uh, since uh, for the Niners since Frank Gore in 2014. He had that incredible string of, what, 16 straight games or 15 yeah. straight games, <laughs> scoring at least one touchdown. You have Tyreek Hill yep. doing remarkable things for Miami on pace for to shatter Megatron's uh, single-season receiving yard record if there's ever going to be a year where the quarterback doesn't win the MVP, this might be the year.
1: So, if you look at like odds, it seems to be all quarterbacks, but for me, the AJ Brown in Philadelphia, it to me is their yeah. best offensive player, Tyreek Hill right. in Miami, Christian McCaffrey, and, heck, if we wanted to go uh, to the defensive side of the ball, we'd probably have a uh, a few candidates there. How? What do you make of the Kansas City Chiefs? Because we do a top five, bottom five every week, and I legitimately removed them from my top five this week because as great as Patrick Mahomes is and as great as Travis Kelsey is, I just don't think they have a wide receiver that you have to worry about.
0: Well, I think Rasheed Rice is be- becoming that guy, but th- the, problem for, the problem for Kansas City right now is Patrick Holmes has given up on trusting Marquez Valdez-Scantling, rightly mm-hmm. so, and given up on trusting Sky Moore, rightly so. Like, you go back and look at that Packers game, there were times where MBS or Sky Moore were slightly open, yeah. and he was like, nope, I'm going to fit it into Kelsey or find Rasheed Rice. And, and teams have figured that out. And Kadarius Tony needs to step up, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but for all the Chiefs' problems, let me just say this. For all the Chiefs' problems, they're eminently fixable. Like, for example, the difference in that game Sunday night was two, the two possessions in the first half. In the, in the Packers' two possessions, they got inside the red zone and scored touchdowns. Yep. In the Chiefs' possession, they got inside the red zone and had a sack or a penalty that pulled them back. And you know, that was the difference in the game. And obviously, a blatant missed uh, pi. <laughs> the officiating, the, the officiating is just horrendous on both sides. Like they, the the hit on Patrick Mahomes out of bounds also yep. wasn't a penalty. It's just it's a joke. It's a joke across the league, and the league needs to fix it. But all the problems. The, the only way I'm not discounting the Chiefs. All of the Chiefs' problems are fixable, and and I go back to the to the, uh, to the Indianapolis Colts of 2006, week 15 or 16. They go down to Jacksonville. And they, the Jags run for 370 yards on them between Maurice Jones, Drew, and Fred Taylor. And Tony Dungey said, look, guys, all of these things are fixable. And people are like, yeah, okay, your run defense has been crap all year. <laughs> well, what do they do? They go into the postseason that year. They take on, in the wild card round, they take on the Kansas City Chiefs and Larry Johnson, who at that time was an mm-hmm. incredible runner. Right. They win that game. Then they go on to Baltimore and take on uh, – Steve McNair and the Ravens in that defense, and Jamal Lewis, right. an incredible runner. And they win that game. And then they go in the, in the AFC Championship game. They host that one because they're the three seed. And uh, And Lawrence Maroney was a featured back for the Patriots. They, they find a way to stop him in the Super Bowl. They stop a really good running game by the Chicago Bears. So, listen, they're not playing as well as they should, and they're certainly capable of playing better. But I, I would not discount Kansas City – in any way, shape, or form. Their last tough game is this Sunday, when they host Buffalo. You go look at the rest of their schedule, it's the Raiders, it's the Chargers, it's the Patriots, and it's the Bengals without Joe Burrow at Arrowhead. They're winning four of those, at least four of those, barring injuries to Patrick Holmes or Travis Kelsey or whatever. Mm. They're winning at least four of those remaining five games. What does 12 and 5 get you? Well, most of their losses have been against the NFC. Three of their four losses have been against NFC opponents. So, They have the tiebreaker over Jacksonville if they have the same record. They have the tiebreaker over Miami if they have the same record. And if it goes down to it, because all of their losses uh, would be, most of them would be against NFC teams, and the first tiebreaker in in multiple teams with the same record is conference record, they still have a very legitimate shot of being the number one overall seed. All they have to do is play slightly better.
1: Trey Wingo is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Are we sure that Jacksonville is going to be invited into the playoffs because of Trevor Lawrence's injury?
0: It's so stupid, right? The college football committee just needs to, just. Need, I'd have more respect for them if they just say, you know what, Alabama's going to spend more dollars. <laughs> we're going with Alabama. So, you know, I put this up on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. I said, thank God the NFL doesn't operate like the committee. Mm-hmm. Because if that were the case, arguably one of the greatest upsets in Super Bowl history and one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history would have never happened. Super Bowl fifty two when backup quarterback Nick Foles yeah. runs the Philly special right for half to score the touchdown on fourth down and they come away and beat the New England Patriots. Tom Brady threw five hundred yards in that game. And Nick Foles was the MVP and won because it but because he was a backup quarterback, he wouldn't have been allowed in the uh, in the playoffs due to the, the committee. That it's a joke, it's a sham. It's a, it's a it's a it's it's disgusting, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, it's funny. You you, you did morning radio for a, a good amount of years. Um th- when the committee did that, I remember the way I felt. I was at a uh, one of my my kids' soccer games that afternoon, and I'm like, I could not wait to get onto the radio the next day to yeah. t- to to blast these clowns for disrespecting an entire football team's work. For four months or longer, would you can't consider what they go through in the off season. That's another another right. matter. For, but did you did you have a, like a little bit? Man, I wish I could go blast these people. No, because I can do that wherever I want. <laughs> I can do it on
0: Twitter. I can do it on Instagram. I can do it on your radio show. I can do it on Threads. I got yeah. Uh, there, if people want to hear me rant, there are plenty of places where they can find it. So, uh, but it just it's just so asinine. It's just so dumb, and it's so transparent. It's just so transparent. Alabama has arguably the worst loss of any of the teams in the playoff. I mean, they got beat at home by Texas by double digits. Yeah.
1: Double digits. But it's Alabama, as you said. doesn't matter Uh, because they're uh, they're maybe the number one brand in college football. Trey Wingo, let me ask you one quick question about uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They haven't beaten anybody with a winning record yet this year. But,
0: well, they did. They did on Thursday, last Thursday. They beat the Seahawks. That right. was their first win over a team with a winning record.
1: Right, they had a winning record at the time. They <laughs> right but now, but that's but that's, that, but, that's the, but that's the way the metric goes. Just so you right. know, when you look
0: at that, it's what is what is the record of the team at the time you playing?
1: So, well, they beat the Jets had a winning record when the time they played them too. The Jets were one and zero. There you go. <laughs> that was yes. That didn't last very long. Uh, how good is Dallas? Legitimately good because I think they're a threat because they can be. I mean, explosive offensively. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuiter with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial
0: red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888 843 Double O Thirteen, eight 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 four three zero zero one three, or text
1: Adam to six hundred seven hundred. Adam Gold is a Pete's spokesman, investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor.
0: Listen, this game is everything for them Sunday night because if they win, uh, first of all, it would be their fifteenth straight win at home, and they'll beat the Eagles, and suddenly the Eagles will go from the one seed to the five seed uh, based on uh, conference record and standings. So. This game is everything, and for, if Dallas wants to take advantage of their incredible home field advantage, again they won 14 straight, longest active streak in the NFL, second longest streak in franchise history to a time they won 18 straight at home in the 70s and 80s. They have to be able to win the division to get a home playoff game. So um, this game is everything. They're capable of it. Dak is playing an MVP level. Dak Prescott yep. since the 49. Go look at his numbers since the 49ers game. It's absolutely remarkable. The run he's been on and that defense got taken part a little bit i mean everyone loves Jaron bland and his five pick sixes but my god dk metcalf torched him yeah. like he's never been torched before in that game to the benefit of my fantasy team which is <laughs> but um, the, the eagles are wounded the eagles are hurting they're not the same thing jalen hurts is not physically there it's not now when to the dallas cowboys this is their time to step up and say we are the team that everybody thinks we can be.
1: I agree with you about Dallas. I also think that Philly has been kind of playing with, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know about coasting, but uh, their point differential, which I think is a very meaningful stat over time, uh, has been just a little bit over. It was like plus 67 when they were 10 and one. Uh, And again, I think it should eliminate you from the playoffs if you do lose to the Jets. Trey Wingo is joining (laughs) us here on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, Real quick about David Tepper. Um, and the and well, the Panthers organization, and I'll just leave the canvas blank for you, uh, I just don't know if David Tepper's ever going to learn how to be an owner in the league because he hasn't demonstrated any uh, acumen for it.
0: I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, you know When he gets up there and says, I want a coach to be here for 30 years, well, then quit firing him for 15 months. <laughs> that might help. Let's start there. All right, let's just start there. Problem with David Tepper is he's a billionaire, and billionaires are used to getting their way. The best billionaires – in the NFL are guys like Robert Kraft who made a ton of money and realized, you know what? I don't know this business. I'm going to find really smart people to run this business. And I'm going to make them, let them make those decisions for me because that's what's best for me. David Tepper, his, his ego is involved here now and that's a huge problem. And here's the other problem for the Carolina Panthers. All right. One sure looks like they picked the wrong quarterback. Not saying it can't turn around, but right now, would you take C.J. Stroud or would you take Bryce Young? I think everybody would take C.J. Stroud. Number two, let's look at the draft capital that they gave up to uh, get Bryce Young. That's means the problem. To try, and, to, try, to try and turn things around, you're going to have to find things that you don't have. And here's the other thing that nobody's really talking about. Conservatively. I mean, conservatively. Seven to ten NFL head coaching openings going into the 2024 uh, offseason. What? What is exciting and sellable about the Carolina Panthers job?
1: Yep. I, I think I definitely agree with the last two. I am still of the mind that Bryce Young is going to be really good. They have the worst offensive line and the worst yep. skill position players in the league. They have given him yep. no chance at all. Correct. Um, Correct. So I'm like, as good as CJ Stroud is, I'm going to hold judgment on the quarterback until Bryce Young, I feel, has a fair chance. Um, and I think that's fair. The only thing I'll say in response to that, and
0: it, it's fair, I think Bryce can still turn it around, here's the list of quarterbacks that have thrown for more passing yards in the first 12 games than C.J. Stroud. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's the end of the list. That's right. That's the end of the list. That's the end of the list.
1: It's a good list to be on, if, especially exactly. if you're near the top of it. Um, Correct. It's unfortunate for, uh, for, for Bryce that the malpractice began at the draft. Actually, the malpractice began well before the draft, but that's where the trade trade and everything they have done. Trading up to get Matt Corral was a dumb idea. They don't even have Matt Corral on the roster one year after doing that. Uh, Yeah,
0: that was not good.
1: It is is a cluster from Jump Street. Trey Wingo at Wingo's on Twitter and Threads. I appreciate your time, 33rd team. uh, You're everywhere, my friend. I appreciate your time.
0: Anytime, Adam. Always good to talk to you.
1: You got it. Trey Wingo here on the Adam Gold Show.
0: Your partner in real estate.